Thanks for listening to this podcast of Bet MGM Tonight. Our show is live every weeknight from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern on Odyssey radio stations around the country, odyssey.com, as well as the Odyssey app. I can tell you guys why I like the Memphis Grizzlies, but before I do, let me just make sure really quickly that the win total has not been adjusted ever since I gave out this pick about four hours ago on Twitter, or my guy Tyler, I should say, did. Tyler Morales, lead researcher. I look, and it's still sitting there right now. So there's a couple different things you could bet, and here's what I do like about the Memphis Grizzlies, uh, about BetMGM. You could bet on playoff seating, like positioning in the playoffs. If you don't want to play the win totals, you could play a couple different things with every single team. But for the Memphis Grizzlies playoff seed, now again, they made the playoffs last year. Playoff seating in the West, eight and a half. You could go over the eight seed or under the eight seed, and the hook's there, minus 110 both ways. Don't hate that at all. I think that they're going to finish at least as the seventh seed, pretty high on the Memphis Grizzlies. Their win total this season is sitting there right now at 41 and a half. It's plus money to the under, plus 100. I'm on the over, and the juice is there now, minus 120 for the Memphis Grizzlies just to win 42 games this season. For the Memphis Grizzlies to make the playoffs. Now this includes, um, now this is after, I should say, the play-in tournament has concluded. So they win the play-in tourney and they get in. To answer yes is plus money, plus 115, small little price. No is minus 140. So the market's telling you Memphis should be pretty damn good this year. 7-8 seed maybe, but definitely a playoff team. Uh, To make the play-in tournament in the West, the Grizzlies price right now actually is, let me pull this up. Is Are they off the board? They Oh, no, no, here they are. They actually have the best, uh, plus 100. That's where the Memphis Grizzlies sit. So they enter the 2021-22 season fresh off, and I had to double check this because I like the Grizzlies. Like, I loved that little, like, Zach Randolph run that they had, Marcus Gasol, that little run that they had. They haven't made the playoffs, like, since then, though. I had to go back and check this. Last year was their first postseason appearance since the 2016-17 season. And what I liked about what they did this offseason is they just resisted the temptation to do anything stupid that would set that franchise back. Because right now, like you're rebuilding pretty much on the fly with a home-built team. And that's the way to win. And like, okay, so I almost said that's the way to win the NBA. It's not. That's the way to win in Major League Baseball. And that's the way to win in the NFL. Draft and develop your own talent. In the NBA, like, dudes are on different teams every single year. That's why we have to buy 2K every year. It's like, is LeBron in L.A.? Is LeBron in Miami? Is LeBron in Cleveland? Where will Kyrie end up? Where will Ben Simmons end up? Will James Harden eat his way out of Houston? It's always something. Like, guys are on different teams every year. But that's what I liked so much about what Memphis did this offseason is they didn't have to go out there and hand, you know, a hundred million dollars to a guy like Evan Fournier because they don't need that because they are set up for success right now with this young talent who continues to only get better. And so I like what they're doing right now in Memphis. They're drafting their own dudes. They're developing their own dudes and they have the top, they have the playmaker in John Morant um, to kind of like get everybody involved and to lead this way because that's what they're doing. They're rebuilding on the fly. They're just doing it while becoming a playoff team. 50 seconds to go, by the way, it's a five to one game. And this is like the sweat of a lifetime on opening night here in the NHL. Washington leads 5-1. to one. Ovechkin, two goals in this game. 40 seconds to go. I'm going to tell you more about why I love the Memphis Grizzlies. 
It's weird sweating out a uh, hockey game without Q here, jumping up and down to my left after everything that uh, we've been through in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs last year. Where Actually, I feel like we were always against each other, but we still somehow weirdly made profit. 20 seconds to go now. Can't do live play-by-play. They'll throw me in uh, broadcasting jail. So I will tell you that I'm 10 seconds away from potentially either winning $115 or losing it. And now I'm under 10 seconds. And I really want to hit this bell. And I'm trying to talk about the Memphis Grizzlies. And I'm doing it solo. And we go final and we're 1-0 on the night. Damn Bell. Allen Bell, Albert Bell, whatever. 5-1. to one, Under 6.5. Never a doubt. Shout out to Washington. My new hometown team. 1-0. Now let's see if my old team. The Chicago Blackhawks can make it a 2-0 night gambling for me uh, because I don't feel as great about the Chicago Sky. They trail 46-42, to although they hit a big three right there. Candace Parker makes it a 46-45 game, so just a one-point game, 7.50 to go. All right, back to the Grizzlies. Had to catch that winner. So that's what I loved. They didn't hand out stupid contracts, and they did have the money to do so. Instead, they have a young core that's in place that they're going to be able to build off of. They got John Morant. We all know who John Morant is. We've known about him for years. We knew about him at Murray State. The guy was ridiculous. Individually beat Marquette in the NCAA tournament. Steve Wojciechowski should have been fired right after. Marquette has no clue what they're doing, though. Maybe now that they have Shaka Smart, they do. Uh, John Morant. Jaron Jackson Jr. I think he makes this leap if he's able to stay healthy. And you pair him with John Morant. I really like them together. And then Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is a dude who... I've been back and forth on Dylan Brooks. Dylan Book, Dylan Brooks can get you buckets. He could create his own shot. He could hit the occasional jumper, and he's tough defensively. My problem with Dylan Brooks is that dude just can't stay out of foul trouble. Like, he picks up two, three fouls in legitimately, like, three to four minutes, and then he's on the bench during the key situations of the game. But that right there, that young core, John Morant, Jaron Jackson Jr., Dylan Brooks, I really do like to win at least... 42 games this season in the West and build off their first playoff appearance in damn near almost a decade. So I do like what the Grizzlies are able to do. And I like rooting for teams that do it through the draft, especially in the NBA and not just through trades and free agency and trying to build the super team. And maybe in a couple of years, like if they keep building this thing the right way and they keep this salary cap space and they're able to flip a couple picks there and there, maybe they'll be able to add a couple superstars with John Morant, Jaron Jackson, Jr., and Darren and uh, Dylan Brooks, or maybe they flip one of those dudes. Who knows? Uh, a couple of years ago, they moved uh, Valachunas, which I liked. Uh, they moved that 17th. Uh, yeah, it was the 17th pick. And I want to say like the 51st pick on draft night to new Orleans. They ended up getting Steven Adams, Eric Bledsoe, and then the 10th and 40th picks, which actually helped them snatch up that 2022 first round pick from the Lakers. And that's what I'm saying. Like they use that. They get Zaire Williams with that 10th pick. Then they package the 40th pick and a couple of future second rounders, Uh, over to the Jazz, and they ended up getting the 30th pick. So that's what they've been doing. Now, I actually like Grayson Allen. He's playing right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. In fact, I'm watching him over on this screen right here, uh, live in action right now. But they do lose him. Uh, I just got done talking about how they flipped Valachunas, but I actually liked that. So there goes your leading rebounder. He was also actually their second leading scorer last year, but I think that they'll be able to make up for the scoring if Jaron Jackson's able to stay healthy, obviously. And they'll be just fine hitting the glass. And then they lose... Grayson Allen last year, they went 38 and 34, which was good enough to make the playoffs. You figure this year, 82 game schedule. You're adding on 10, 11 more games right there. I don't know if they're winning 48 games. I don't know if they're winning 46, 47 games, but they should be good enough to win 42. 
Um, so we'll see there uh, if anything switches. But right now, that is the number 41 and a half. So your projected starting five. You got Ja Morant. Love him. Dude's athletic. He's the ultimate competitor. And I think he like kind of took that next step when he actually got into the playoffs in just year two in Memphis. And you saw him doing it like he was scoring 40 points in some of those games. He could facilitate. He could defend good enough. He could rebound. He could literally do it all at the point guard position. And dude still hasn't even developed a jump shot yet. Like he could knock it down. He could keep you honest out there. But imagine when John Moran is like creating off the dribble and has an actual jumper. Speaking of jumpers, Chicago just hit a bunch. Now, just like that, they're up 51-46. Love what I'm seeing there. So you got John Morant. You got Dylan Brooks along with him in the backcourt. And what I like about Dylan Brooks is he is kind of your defensive stopper when he's able to stay out of foul trouble. But he's also your third option as well offensively. You got Kyle Anderson, who is what he is. Um, dude's slow, but he can knock down shots. And he's coming off a year where he averaged double digits in fact, I think that was his uh, career high in points. He averaged over 12 a game and assist. He averaged 3.6 assists per game as well. So you got John Morant, Dylan Brooks, Kyle Anderson, and then Jaron Jackson Jr. His first two seasons, 38% shooting on 510 attempts from three-point range. I only see that going up. I think that he's going to become a better shooter. I think he's going to find different spots on the floor where he could get buckets. And I think Jaron Jackson Jr., might be like a 21, 22 point per game type player uh, playing with John Morant. And then you add Steven Adams, uh, who you flip that Valachunas uh, with, with that, with all that uh, stuff that I got done talking about. You have him in the starting lineup as well and adds a little bit of punch offensively, but that's the dude that you need. Like that's the guy you need toughness in uh, Memphis. You need a dude that's tough. You need a guy that's a rim protector and you need a guy that's going to rebound. He could do that just good enough. So that's your starting five. That's a starting five that's good enough to win 42, 43 games, I at least think. Morant, Brooks, Anderson, Jackson, and Adams. Now, do you worry about the depth a little bit, maybe? You have Desmond Bain, who isn't going to make up for the three-point shooting that you lost with Grayson Allen, but I think that he's a decent enough shooter. You have DeAnthony Melton, who's a tough defender. He could guard multiple positions, doesn't need to improve. He can't hit 28% from three if you're going to keep him out there. And you have Brandon Clark, who's versatile, and you could play at different positions. So Memphis over 41 and a half wins is my favorite bet in the NBA this season. I like them to win at least 43.